In today's episode of Game Changers, I want to challenge you in two areas of your business. These are areas that are a little obscure, but I'll define them as we go here today. But it's two really, really important areas. I want to start off by kind of framing this as probably only 50% of our listeners are going to embrace what we're going to talk about today. And the reason is the other 50% of our listeners actually need to do the opposite. There's some of you that need to slow down and actually get some of the foundation in place before you move forward. You'll hear this podcast and almost think, hey, well, I'm doing all this and I'm not getting the results I want. That's probably because you need to do the opposite of what is in this podcast and slow down. If you are one of those people that you already feel like you're going 100 miles an hour in the business, but you're not getting the results that you want, I think one of the next podcasts you need to listen to is the one on your first year in government contracting. That episode of Game Change is episode 216. So go look for episode 216, whether you're on YouTube or one of your podcasting apps, go listen to your first year in government contracting. Even if you're in year five, it doesn't matter. The steps in that show a company who's going too fast, how to slow down and actually reset the pace of their business to get their foundation in place. And then they can accelerate. Then they're ready to listen to this podcast. For that other 50% of our listeners that are listening to this, and you're saying, Mike, I I've been kind of going slow and I don't have a whole lot going on. I'm ready to go. What should I do? Well, this podcast is for that 50% of our listeners. What I'm going to ask you to do today is open your mind to this because this is a big mindset shift. There's a huge mindset shift that you need to make. And the mindset shift is really about your speed and your volume. I'll define those a little bit better as I go here. But when I think about this, I think about it for people primarily primarily that are what I would consider procrastinators and perfectionists. And why would I nail those two down? Well, most of the time, my procrastinators and perfectionists are the ones that are trying to make sure that before they take any action, everything is correct. They've got every little word, you know, has been scrutinized. Everything is in perfect place and perfect order. And the reality is it doesn't matter how perfect you make anything, you're going to make changes as you go. The perfectionist and the procrastinator tend to push these things off. They tend to try and make sure, again, that everything is just in this nice little package, in this perfect little bow on it. And the reality is it's just never going to get there. What you have to do is kind of put aside those natural tendencies to be a perfectionist and to focus on just going and taking action. As I said, it's important to slow down in the beginning, but at some point you've got to put your foot on the gas. One of the traps that I see for a lot of government contractors that they get into is they start to mirror the pace of the government. If you run your business at the pace of the government, you will run out of business. The government government does not run at a logical pace. Think about that for a moment. Whether it is the budget deficit, which they tend to procrastinate and push off for months at a time and months at a time, and they're like, oh, elections are coming up. Let us push it after the election. You couldn't do that in your household. You couldn't say, hey, we don't have enough money to pay our bills. Let's just put more stuff on the credit cards and we'll figure it out after Christmas. That's not a smart decision for you to make. If we run at the pace that the government runs at, you can actually 
actually run yourself into a lot of danger. The other thing is you don't have the budget and the breadth that the government has to go that pace. Think about that also when you have a customer who's like, hey, we have a pretty urgent need in whatever agency that you're working in. And they're like, oh yeah, an urgent need. You know, this is something that's going to close, you know, this week, this month, whatever. And next thing you know, you're six months into talking to them about their urgent need. Their level of urgency and your level of urgency are drastically different. But a lot of times we get pulled into that pace and that is where the danger happens. We get kind of lulled into thinking things should take weeks and months instead of days or hours. That's what I really want to talk about today is how you can increase your speed and volume to what you should be as a business. Did you know we have our own community for government contractors? It's called Federal Access. Just visit federal-access.com forward slash game changers and you can get 50% off your first month. This thing is packed full of all kinds of resources, templates, documents, strategy guides, everything you need to be a government contractor. And it gets you in our inner circle where you have direct access to myself and my partner, Josh Frank. So go check it out today at federal-access.com forward slash game changers. Now let's get back into this episode. The first area we're going to look at is your speed or pace. Now, this is an area that should be fairly easy to work on. When I think about the speed and pace of your business, the challenge for a lot of people is when they look at the projects in their business, they're all things that don't have a definitive deadline, whether it is updating your capability statement or whether it's identifying new buyers at agencies, small business offices, any of those types of things, updating a a portion on your website, website, any of those types of things don't have a definitive date attached to them. It's very much an arbitrary thing where you've said, look, I want to make sure by the end of the first quarter, we've redone our capability statement. I want to make sure by the end of the first quarter that we have identified some new teaming partners and things like that. Well, why are you putting that date on it at the end of the first quarter instead of by the end of the week? You know, by the end of the week, I want to make sure we've done that because I want to be able to start calling on these people right away. A lot of times it's just asking the question, why is this the deliverable date that we've chosen? Or why is there no deliverable date? That's the other thing. Like if you don't have a deliverable date on something and it's just out there as maybe a to-do list where, hey, this is something I want to get done, but I haven't specified when, it sort of just keeps getting kicked down the road. Other priorities, other fires pop up in your business, and this just keeps moving down the road. One of the things for me in my business, in order to make sure I prioritize these things, is I sit down and look at what is something that's going to accelerate the income of our business. And I prioritize things by that. And I say, look, how many of those things can I get done this week? How many of those can I get done today in order to move the company forward? It's so easy to lull yourself to sleep and say, I, you know, I'm just going to make sure that I do put this on my calendar and I'm going to get it done by the end of the quarter. If it's really that important to your business, if it's really something that can move the needle for you and increase revenue, it should be put to the front of your calendar, not somewhere on the back end because it's the quarter. So that's the first area, picking up your speed and your pace by looking at the items that you have on your your to-do list and saying, how can we do these things faster? How can we get these done faster? Because look, those are things that you have within your control. You can do some of these faster. 
faster. I'm not saying you've got to work 24-7 or anything like that, but maybe for a couple of items on that list, you do burn the midnight oil. You do say, look, I'm going to you know, work extra on Monday or Tuesday in order to get these few things done because these things, once they're done, are going to seriously increase the effectiveness of the company. They're going to increase our ability to reach out to customers. They're going to identify customers, whatever it may be. It's going to significantly increase our business if I get these things done. So why would I put that off? Why? So that's a question you sometimes need to ask yourself is why am I putting this off? And if the answer is, I don't know, then stop putting it off. Put it first in your business. I always look at things and say, if it can make us money, it needs to be done today. And if it can't be done today, can it be done tomorrow? How big is this project? Because I've got to get it done. And then I also look at if I'm working on something and it is a bigger project that takes days instead of hours, then what part of it can I get done now that I can implement today? Because sometimes things can be done in almost these micro project pieces. And that's a really great way to get something done and implement it so that it is actually working for you in the business. Like I look at our YouTube channel and that's one of these places where you're probably watching this on YouTube or listening on a podcast. We said, hey, look, we don't have the time to go back and do all of our episodes again on video. So we're going to start somewhere. And we just started recording in like the early 200 episodes, like 215, 216, and said, look, we'll figure out the rest down the road, but we're going to start here. And it made an immediate impact. Then we said, hey, where's another area and we implemented you know the shorts on YouTube and things like that immediate impact and then we went back and started looking at how do we tweak the graphics for it made an, and that made an immediate impact but they were all micro project things that we did and so the same with your business so if you're looking at that capability statement and you're saying look it's overwhelming to redo the whole thing we'll start with that corporate overview get that looking really really good and then work on the rest of it behind the scenes but start using the new version of your capability statement with your updated corporate overview. And then you can move on to your past performance areas and your NAICS codes and your your differentiators and things like that. But start somewhere and start using the new iteration immediately so that you're getting value out of that mini project you just executed. Hopefully that makes sense to people and that will help you have an understanding of how you can accelerate the timeline on things and how you can accelerate the effectiveness of small changes right out of the gate without having to wait a lot. The next area that I want to talk about is really important. This is an area that I think everybody misses. And this area is increasing the volume. When I think about increasing the volume, I'm thinking about the things you're doing. You're already doing some things. Now it's about increasing the volume, the amount of those things that you're doing. So let's think about this for a moment. How many calls do you make in a month? How many outbound calls do you make to agencies, small business offices? offices, teaming partners, folks like that. How many of those do you do a month? You know, is it five? Is it 10? Could you do 25 or 30? That's a good place to start. You could knock out 30 phone calls in a single day. That's not hard. You could knock out 30 phone calls in a single day. Some people aren't doing 30 calls in a month. Some people aren't doing 30 calls in six months. When I look at how many calls you're making, that's one of the first areas where we could increase the volume in order to increase the effectiveness. Another one is 
is also emails. It's similar to calls. How many of those emails are you sending out requesting things to meet with people or whatever? How many events do you attend, whether live or in person? How many of those things do you do? You know, maybe once, maybe twice a month. How many of those do you do? Could you do 25? You might be able to. There's a lot of online events and things that are going on. And I'm not saying you need to do 25, but if you're only doing two, the odds are you're not doing enough. And it's time to ramp that up. And the first goal that I always look at is, can I multiply this by 10? If I'm only doing five events a month, could I do 50? Maybe. And you may hear that and go, Mike, you're out of your freaking mind. There's no way you could do 50. Look, there was a point in time in my business where we were really slow and I was trying to ramp up and I was doing somewhere between 15 and 19 events a week, a week. And that was years ago where you had to drive to these things. And I would have several on my calendar every single day. And it was one of those things when I look back about when we filled our pipeline the most, it was when I was going out, shaking hands and meeting people. And again, that was before there was a lot of these live events that are online and things like that. You had to physically go to a lot of this stuff. If I can do 18, 19 live in-person events in a week, you can do that virtually. It's not hard. Now, do you have to do that many? No, but if you're only doing five or so a month, you can probably do 25 or 30 in a month. And even that may be more than you need, but I'm guaranteeing you five is not enough. You've got to increase the volume. Another area for you to take a look at is how many opportunities are you putting in your pipeline every single month? If you're only putting one or two opportunities in your pipeline every single month and your close rate is 50% or below, think about that. You know, the odds are you can at max win one. Maybe you're not going to win anything that month if you're only putting one or two in your pipeline. So if you want to ensure that you are hitting your numbers, you've got to put more opportunities in your pipeline. Maybe you need to put eight to 10 or 12 opportunities in your pipeline. Now, I'm not saying you've got to go and write an RFP for every single one of those, but maybe you've got to get better at putting more in there so you have more to choose from so that when you go through the bid, no bid process, instead of choosing something that has only a 60% chance of win, maybe you can choose one that has an 80% chance of win. And now you're increasing your win rate because you're, you're putting in stuff that is more high quality. So that's another area. Maybe part of your business that you're really struggling in is you're you're not branding and communicating yourself out in the market. Maybe you need a a new camera and you need to start doing YouTube videos or writing a book or putting posts on LinkedIn or whatever it is to brand your company. There's things like that that you can be doing that you're probably not doing today. And you're just sitting back and saying, hey, I hope people find out about us. You have to proactively do that. Maybe you're writing one article a month. It's not enough. We write two a week. You know, we transcribe the podcast and And those wind up as articles every single week. And it's not hard. So part of increasing the speed and the volume is looking for ways you can leverage stuff you're doing to make it smarter. So we leverage our podcast in multiple ways. This podcast gets chopped up into a bunch of little pieces and spread out all over social media. And I think at, I think we're somewhere around like 150 to 160 different posts all over the internet every single week. 150 to 160 or more posts every single week. And the average person is posting maybe once or twice a week on LinkedIn. Think about that for a moment. The volume that we're putting out there across multiple channels allows us to basically have multiple fishing lines in the water. You ever go by that boat while you're out at the lake and the guy has like nine fishing rods? 
but he also has a boat full of fish versus the person who has one fishing rod and they only have a couple of fish. It's the same concept where in, in this scenario, we're putting out a lot of the same content just in a lot of different places. And you need to be thinking about that with your business. How are you branding it? Where are you branding it? How are people finding out about you? And if the only time they're finding out about you is occasionally through an RFP, it's not enough. You're not doing enough. That's usually the challenge that I get when I'm talking to somebody who's who's been in the business and says, Mike, this is a really common phrase. They'll tell me, Mike, I'm doing everything you're talking about. I'm doing everything you're talking about. And then I get into the volume questions and I'll say, well, how much are you doing? How many RFPs? How many phone calls? Oh, you know, last quarter we, you know, we had uh, three RFPs. Well, that's not enough. That's not even remotely enough in order to hit the goal. You're wanting to be a $10 million company and you did three RFPs last quarter. You know, that's just not enough. You know, one a month, that's not enough to get to where you're going. Now, if you only want to be a million dollar business, that might be enough. But if you want to achieve bigger goals, then you're going to have to increase the volume. The volume should increase along the same path as your goals. And if it's not, if you're doing the same amount of volume that you did when you started your business, that's the reason your results are not growing. We've got to increase that volume. Hopefully this has been really helpful for you today to understand about the need to increase the speed at which you execute internally and the volume, which winds up being external because you're reaching out usually with the volume, how you've got to increase the speed and the volume of what you're doing in order to reach more people, get in front of more people, not just contracting officers, but teaming partners and just your community in general. And if you do those things, you are going to exponentially add to your pipeline. Now, if you've been watching this or listening to this and you want to know what the next step is, what's the next thing you should do, I'm going to recommend you go and listen to or watch the podcast we did called Five Habits of Successful Government Contractors. That was episode 224. So you can go look for that one. Again, it's the Five Habits of Successful Government Contractors. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's going to be the next video. If you are are listening on the podcast, you're going to have to scroll through and grab that one. But it's a really great episode for you to go listen to. It's going to help you understand more habits that you need to adopt in your business to be a successful government contractor. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Game Changers. If you did, please go like and share this episode on your social media, as well as rate and review the episode. That helps other government contractors find out about the podcast and benefit just like you. We'll see you next time.